your boy Jones. Yo, this is Sprague. Yo, this your boy Cutter B. Peace, it's your boy Cy Brooks. Yo, this your boy Tony Nevan. You already know who I'm rocking with. You're tuned in. You're tuning in. And then you're listening to my guy, 88 Coops, man. Podcast and about you're listening Nathan. to the podcast about Nathan with my bro, 88. My nigga, 88 Coops, the podcast about Nathan. The podcast about Nathan. Podcast about Nathan, so stay locked. Yo, it's your boy 88, man. You listening to my shit, the podcast about Nathan. Nathan. Let's go, Swan. Oh, yeah, I thought y'all wasn't gonna get that Kendrick and that LOA smoke, huh? Yeah. Y'all thought y'all wasn't gonna get that Lock and Kendrick smoke? That's that yeah. be that J yeah. that Kendrick. Kendrick. Oh, y'all think it's games being played around here, huh? Well, they not. What is in God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this shit beats, uh, that shit is beats, like, that beats up different, for real, like, you don't even understand how crazy that beat is, my nigga, like, this is, um, Something Dirty by, uh, Swizz featuring, uh, Jada, Styles, and Kendrick. Now, when you hear a lineup like that, it's like, damn, you think it's gonna be some crazy fire, right? Yeah, it was fire from Jada Styles and Swizz, but not from Kendrick. And I crack even this. Mm. Huh? <laughs> this is one of the hard, but this hook is horrible. Like, this hook is horrible, man. Oh my god, Kendrick really let us down with this bullshit, my nigga. Like, for real. Ah, oh, man. Like, I know this Kendrick has a thing where he, whenever he gets on a track with other real lyricists, my nigga, he kind of pusses out. I noticed that. You hear a track, if I'm Kendrick, right? Because Kendrick, Kendrick could rap circles around uh, Jaden Styles. Don't get me wrong, Jaden Styles are legends. These are legendary rappers, but Kendrick has a flow. Jaden Styles are punchline rappers. They punchline rappers. You got a nigga with a flow like Nas. Nas gonna rap circles around you. You get what I'm saying? Black Thought gonna rap circles around you. Red Man, Ghostface, they gonna rap circles around you. You get what I'm saying? So why in the world would Kendrick only rap on the chorus? Or sing, whatever that shit is. Shit is terrible. That shit is terrible. The track that Jeezy dropped last on his last album with Kendrick and J. Cole. J. Cole killed it by his standards. I don't think J. Cole is that good anyway. He killed it by his standards. And then Kendrick came on. And he doing this singing thing. And half rapping thing. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to track with other real niggas? You want to push out. And he pushed out here. If I'm Kendrick, I'm I'm rapping 64 bars, nigga. You dumb with Ken with with Jaden Styles. I'm not I'm not rapping a hook. You dumb. Anyways, I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get into that later. Um, podcast about Nathan. It's your boy 88. Episode 51. I'm here to do it again. A lot of music has come out. A lot of music last Friday. Like five, six, seven projects came out. A um, couple of uh, songs here and there came out. Um, a lot of so a lot of shows that I got into. I'm gonna talk about those. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a little bit of we got a little bit of a lineup. So let's jump right into it. I'm gonna start with Swiss Beats. 
Obviously, the track at the beginning y'all heard was off his new album, Poison, which came out came out last Friday. Um, You know, solid project. Solid, solid, solid. You can't expect nothing less from Swizz, though. Swizz is Swizz Beats. Legendary producer. Um, As you already heard the track with... It's funny, because actually that track was produced by A-Rap Music. It's produced by A-Rap Music, even though... It uses uh, Swizz's drum patterns. Because if I would have never looked at the track list, I'm like, oh, this is a nice Swizz beat. But then it's A-Rap music. That's a- that's Swizz beat's drum pattern. If you listen to that drum pattern, that's Swizz. And I guess uh, A-Rap was paying homage because that shit is dope. Um, He got a couple, on, a couple of songs on there I like. He got Preach with Jim Jones. That came out a while ago. Jim Jones doing a solid effort. You know what he do. Keep it gangsta on the tracks. I love Jim Jones. Jim Jones is my guy. And I'll talk about Dipset later. Um, you got Echo with Nas. Sounded like a classic Nas song in terms of this, the content and the beat, the beat selection. Now, Nas dropped the al- uh, album earlier this year by Kanye with Kanye West. You know, all produced by Kanye West. None of those tracks seemed to have fit Nas. It didn't sound proper. It, like it didn't sound like a Nas album. It sounded like a Kanye album. You get what I'm saying? So now you get this song that's real. I don't want to say so. It wasn't even really social, but it was just Nas talking that talk. You know that Escobar shit. You know. And it fit him. The beat fit him lovely. It fit him great. You get what I'm saying? It just it just flowed with it. And if he would have just got with a producer who had his flow in mind or his type of beats selection or his type of music, it would his his last album would have went by so perfect. But I'm saying that as if you know Nas has the greatest discography. He really doesn't. You know he got Illmatic, he got Stillmatic, he got It Was Written, he got I Am the Autobiography. After that. None of those really do anything. Nostradamus, no. Godson, no. Uh, Lost Tapes, no. Nigga, or Untitled, whatever it's called, no. All of those are swing and misses. Outside of the first four, Nas don't really got good albums. Life is Good, which came out in 2012. I liked, I like it, but, you know, that's not, they, they, they think that's Nas on, like, the comeback. You know, they don't really like that. But that was a very good album. Um, so I feel like this song with Nas is the one that is how his last album should have sounded. Let me say that. It should have sounded like that. Instead of Kanye creating it and making him making it, making it how he wanted it to sound. Instead of it's not about you. It's about the artist. You gotta make the artist sound good. You don't make yourself sound good. You're not the rapper. You're the you're the producer. You you put the shit together. And he didn't make it sound good for Nas. So I want to salute Swizz for making Nas sound like Nas, like he's supposed to, like the legend that he is, and not that crap that came out in June, which made Nas sound like a fool. That was a waste of an album. Complete waste of an album. Um, he got Cold Blooded on there with Pusha T. That's a good track. There's no drum. There's no drum on the beat. It's just a Continuous Harmony. Um, that was a good track from Push. You know, Push talking that talk. You can't really get Push out of his zone. Zone, 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 like Swizz be saying. Um, 
25 soldiers with Young Thug. That is like the longest track on the project. And Young Thug rapped for like two straight minutes. And it was a good it was a good song. You know, Young Thug. I noticed a while ago Young Thug could actually rap, but he chooses to kind of he definitely mumble raps. For sure. He mumble raps. Like this that's his thing. Mumble rapping is his thing. Um He rapped his ass off on this shit. Like I said, he's one of them dudes that could rap. But he don't it's like I he doesn't purpose he purposely he doesn't rap good. Cause you know that's just not his thing. But he does show that he can rap good when he does decide to do it. You get what I'm saying? So I fuck with him for that. I like that track. The him and Swiss, whoever thought that they would connect. You know, a New York based producer connect with a younger, you know, Atlanta trap sounding guy. Don't get me wrong, it's I'm not saying they can't they can't they, they can't connect, but it's just odd when you hear certain pairing pairings. Um the track with two chains is cool, the track with French is cool, you know, they always cool, they always cool, but the ones that stood out to me is in the heart of the project, and I'm sure he did it like that purposely. Cause look, the fourth track is the Jada Kiss and Styles. The, the fifth track is Jim Jones. Sixth track is Nas. Seventh track is Push. He purposely put it like that, so you could get heat after heat after heat after heat. So I like that. I like the album is cool, solid project. You know, I love Swiss beats. You get what I'm saying? Everybody who's listened who's listened to this long enough know I fuck with Rough Riders hard. You know, those is I love the Rough Riders. Those are my that's like that is my favorite group slash collective because they're not really a group. It's like a collective of of artists. Um, Jada Style, Chic, Dragon, Eve, DMX. They like there were a couple more, but I'm not gonna name them because they're all pretty much former artists now. You know. But Eve is my favorite female rapper of all time. I love Eve. That she could rap, my nigga. And she could rap with the niggas on nigga tracks. Like Double R, that's my that's my guys. And Swizz is an in-house Double R dude. Like I was, uh, Rough Riders was started with by Swiss Beats' uncle. That's how Swiss Beats has came to be known on Rough Riders because it was started by his uncle and he gave him his start. So. Matter of fact, I just remembered. Matter of fact, the guy that y'all hear on, my, on the end of the drops, or not the end, but the drops at the end of each episode, the one that say Symphodon, Symphodelics, he posted some shit on Facebook. It was a picture of four producers. I'm funny, I'm remembering this shit. It's four producers. It was Pharrell, Kanye, um, Swizz, and Timbaland. And the caption read, one has to go. I'm like, okay. So I'm reading the count, the comments, and niggas like, oh, Swizz, Swizz. I'm like, everybody's saying Swizz. I'm like, nobody's missing the beat. And I'm like, Swizz? Y'all niggas disrespecting a legend. A legend. That nigga has hits on top of hits on top of hits. If it was up to me, I'm picking Timberland. Simply because, oh, that's another thing. I'm glad I thought of that. Don't mind me. That's something I just thought of. Um, if it was up to me, I'm picking Timbaland because after Aaliyah's passing, you don't really hear from Timbaland like that. Now, don't get me wrong. Timbaland has been producing this in the 90s. 
2000s, 2010s. Like, he's produced a thousand plus songs, I'm sure. But his prominence really disappeared. I think his the height of his career was with Aaliyah and Missy. You know, I feel like that was the height of his career. Like, I can't name Timbaland produced tracks. I can't. Well, well I'm saying, oh, I'm saying uh, newer tracks. Like, he's not around as of late. Like, he's not, he hasn't been around for like the last 10 years. Nigga hasn't really been prominent like that. Swizz, Kanye, and Pharrell all have been here in the last 10 years. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down each producer, right? So I've just broke down Timbaland. Like, the last track that I feel like charted from Timbaland was like, Dirt Off Your Shoulder by Jay-Z. And I don't even like that song. I think that song is terrible. You get what I'm saying? Like, I remember Timbaland doing his album, his Shock Value album in 2009. He had the song with Drake that went, uh, that shit was so ass. I like, I deserve you to say something, say, say something, baby. That shit was so ass. But, yeah, other than that, I don't remember no shit from Timbaland. I don't know, no, I'm sure he's been, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't know everything. I'm sure he's did, like, three or four big songs, but it's like, the fact that I don't really know is because Timberland has been keeping a low profile. He hasn't really been doing nothing. Kanye hasn't really done good music since 2010. Kanye West was a legend from 2002, you know, slash three, all the way to 2010. From 2010 till now, his legend status has diminished. We're not even talking about his social mentality. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about his race views and none of that. We're talking about his music. His music has diminished greatly. Now, if you want to say the good music uh, album that came out in 2012, it had Lamborghini Mercy and I Don't Like. If you want to say that that's, you know, that was a good project. Don't get me wrong, that was a good project. Kanye Controlled. But other than that, if you want to talk about his own discography, uh, Yeezus, Life of Pablo, the shit that came out earlier this year, all that shit is trash. All that shit is trash. Production-wise, it's trash. All that shit is trash. Point blank, period. All that shit is trash. So for, to, 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 for everybody to automatically say, oh, Swizz, it's like, wow, you didn't even, you didn't even really think about the, 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 the question. Or, or, or you didn't even really think about your answer. Let me say that. Because not all answers need, have, need to have a question. You get what I'm saying? It's like the dude commented, was like, oh, Kanye ain't make a, a, uh, make a, be- a, a same-sounding beat in 20 years. I'm like, okay, that's, very, that's absolutely a great point. He hasn't. That doesn't mean his sound didn't falter. You understand what I'm saying? The man still has been making foolish music in the last five, six years. So, boom. I'm still going with Timbaland. I think Timbaland would be going. Pharrell. Mm, I don't really got to I don't really got to break him down. Pharrell has been relevant for the last 22, 23, 24 years. No, that's that's a drag. Let's just say last 20, last 20 years. Pharrell has been around making hits, you know, type of that type of shit. Now you got the Swizz. Swizz produced all the hits for DMX, all of them. Party up, who we be. Rough Riders Anthem. I'm sure there's more. I don't remember them. He produced all the Rough Rider hits. You get what I'm saying? He done did some of T.I.'s biggest hits. Memphis Bleak's biggest hits. Good music. Jay-Z. 
And, and that's just and that's just the ones off the top of my head because I'm not reading off no paper. And I might be a little bit biased because, like I said, Swizz is not even, no matter if I'm not biased because Swizz is not even my favorite producer. Everybody knows it's just Blaze. And the way I'm going hard for Swizz is like, y'all not going to disrespect a legend and, and, and not even really assess what you're looking at because I'm going with Timbaland. Swizz has been relevant for the last 22, 23, 24 years. No, it's been like, it's, it's like 20, it's like 21, 22. You know, DMX dropped in 98 and dropped all of DMX's biggest hits. Ride or die, bitch, by the locks. Like, money, power, respect, jigger my nigga, all types of shit. Now, I don't think he did money, power, respect. Let me take that back. But, yo, dude been, like, yo, dude been around for, he's been consistent in the, in the, in the late 90s, in the 2000s, and in the 2010s. And then on his interview with Drink Tramps, on his drink, on Drink Champs, he's like, that just dropped last week, no, earlier this week, no, last week, last week. He's like, yo, I ain't even started yet. I'm just getting started. And this man's already 40. You know what I'm saying? He's already 40. He's like, I'm just getting started, nigga. The Poison album is just a taste. And obviously, he's been started. So that's kind of, he's been getting started. He's been doing it for 20 years. If he's doing it for like five years, okay. You've been doing it for 20 years. You've been started. But like I said, so that only goes to show you there's more greatness to come. So, yeah, I'm not rolling with Swiss. I'm rolling with Timberland. Yeah, 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 I spent too much time on that. <laughs> My bad, but I just I don't I don't like when niggas don't even really assess this shit. It's either before I even go to Swiss, I'm taking out Tim for be, for lack of presence. I'm taking out Kanye for lack of 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 of, of effort. For Swiss and Pharrell haven't faltered in the last 15, 20 years. So yeah, that's what I'm rolling with. Styles P dropped. His second album, or third album of the year, last Friday, called Dime Trap. Real, you know, real good hip-hop shit, solid project. Typical Styles shit, you know, that's, that's, that's what you get from Styles. You get cons- Styles has been consistent for years. You know, legendary, classic shit from, from Styles P, classic hip-hop shit. Um, I'm not going to really dissect it, dissect it because that's not... Styles ain't really for the masses. You got to be... A hip-hop fan to listen to Styles. So I ain't gonna really dissect him on there. Plus, he ain't the biggest of artists. Um, plus, he don't got a, he don't, he doesn't got no features on the album. So it's really not... It's, I could talk about it, but I'm not going to. Styles is between, like, commercial and underground. He's between both of those those uh, subjects. Those, sorry, those categories. He's not that. He's not, the, he's not like a Drake commercial kind of guy. And he's not like a, you know, homeboy Sandman... Black milk type underground. See those niggas you probably don't even know because that's how underground they are. You get what I'm saying? MF Doom. You dig what I'm saying? Bishop Nuru. Them niggas is underground, underground, underground. Um Yeah. He ain't like that, so I ain't, I ain't gonna dissect this shit. But what I will dissect is this. Love Styles P. Love him. Like I said, Rough Riders. But my thing is it is see what I'm about to say ain't even a beef with him, it's a beef with Jadakiss. My beef with Jadakiss is, is why can't you be as consistent as Styles? Styles dropped an album earlier this year called G-Host, obviously, which is a play on Ghost, his nickname. He dropped Beloved with, da- with Davies, which came out, what, late September, early October, something like that. Then he dropped a third project, and he's working on a podcast. So why can't Jadakiss be as consistent as Styles? I don't understand that. Jadakiss, actually, this month, Will be three years of him not dropping a project. 
unless you count the shit with Fabulous last year. And I don't really count that because that wasn't even all that. You get what I'm saying? It wasn't even all that. Freddie vs. Jason, it, and then the theme of the album didn't even match the, the whole Freddie vs. Jason thing. So that is, I don't understand none of that. It's okay. You, I guess you can get, you can, uh, you can call it that. A pro, you know, I guess you could count that. But I mean, a solo project, a solo, solo mixtape. He ain't been doing nothing. He do a lot of features. He do a lot of features. Like every track, I every lyric I quote nowadays from Jadakiss. It's because he's on. He's featured on somebody's shit. That's why it's like it's never from Jadakiss himself on his song. It's because he's featured on a lot of shit. He's like the he's the locks front man. Like he's the leader. I won't say he's the leader per se, but he's the front man. He's the one everybody knows. You get what I'm saying? So it's like why why isn't the front man the one dropping the most project? I'm not telling you to drop three mixtapes a year and drop an album too. I'm saying like dog like. Something, an EP, something. Something, my nigga. I love Jada. Jada Kiss is definitely my top five. Dead or Alive. No, not Dead or Alive. Jada Kiss is definitely my top five, my nigga. Like, that nigga's a legend. But it's like, dog. He's another one whose catalog ain't that impressive. You know. Jada Kiss has, what, four albums? And, like, three mixtapes. Shit. And then, you come, then Styles B has, like, seven albums and, like, five mixtapes. Sheik Luch has like seven albums and like six mixtapes. It's like, yo, why do you how why are you the most known nigga if you don't have the most shit? But he does a lot of features. Like I said, a lot of niggas pay him to get on his shit. And he'd be killing them. He'd be killing them versus them little 32s and 16s and shit. But as far as a project, the nigga just won't the nigga just won't do one. I don't I don't know. He just won't do one. You get what I'm saying? So I just wish he would be as as consistent as the other two members of the locks. Sheik is the least known, and yet he's still he's still making music as if he niggas don't know him. He still drops music consistently, projects consistently. Styles P is a legend and still drops music consistently. Styles is 44. That nigga don't need to be making music no more. Probably the oldest nigga still making music consistently. Styles P. He don't need to be making music, but he's still doing it. So I just wish they, Jada would get on board and just make more music, man. Like, as a fan, I'm saying this as a fan. Like, make more music. Um, Currency. Funny, that's a nigga that Styles has collab, did a collab album with. Currency has just dropped a collab album with Freddie Gibbs last Halloween. I ain't even talk about Halloween. Bum ass shit. Let me talk about Halloween real quick. Um, what happened to Halloween? I was at work. I was at work. Matter of fact, I got I got something for y'all. When I was coming home from work, right, I take the G train, right? I get on the G train. If anybody who's older than me and from Brooklyn knows that the neighborhoods that G train that the G train passed through was once uh, once upon a time used to be like a war zone. You get what I'm saying? It was none? It's none to fuck with. None to fuck with. Um, now. It's all gentrified up coffee shops and cafes and a bunch of different restaurants. And all of that is cool. All of that is cool. But it's like, it's not. Because you're taking away from the culture of the of the neighborhoods. So the neighborhoods that they passed through, that G-Train passed through is, is Williamsburg and Bed-Stuy. Um, 
Well, they pass through. It passes through more neighborhoods, but the ones I'm talking about that are gentrified is Williamsburg and Bed-Stuy. So, I'm on a G train. So, we get to Brooklyn because it starts in Queens. We get to Brooklyn. All This is Halloween night. This is Wednesday night. All the white people are getting on all costumed up, face paint, makeup, all types of accessories and a bunch of fruity shit. And I'm just, for like five, six stops, they was getting on, getting off, getting on, getting off. Like, it's just nothing but Halloween costumes and parties and all types of shit. And it made me reflect like, wow. Man, oh man, if you were, if y'all niggas was around just 10 years ago, this wouldn't even fly. Because I, I felt offended in a way. There was more people on the train in costume than out of costume. That's how much people in costume it was. And it's like, I felt so, I really felt the way because I'm like, wow, this was 2008. This would be a totally different story right now. Y'all niggas have come in and you've made a mockery of the neighborhood. Unreal. And I was just baffled at the at the amount of foolery get going on, on on that subway that night. Cause we allowed ourselves to be pushed out and for outsiders to come in and have their foolishness. It felt like Manhattan. That's what it felt like. Man, it felt like Manhattan. Manhattan is known for that goofy shit. That lame shit. And I'm not saying it because I don't fuck with Halloween, but that's goofy shit. Halloween uh, Manhattan is known for that. You get what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say I don't hate nobody. I don't dislike nobody. I'm just these are facts. You push people out of where they're from so you could come in with your foolishness and, and try to put your culture. If you, if you don't even have culture. You try to come in and put your, your stink all over it. So, yeah, that's my Halloween story. <laughs> that's my Halloween story. Just I was just so baffled at the amount of fruitiness and goofiness on that train that night. And like I said, this was a different time, a different era. Y'all niggas wouldn't even be leaving your houses if you live if you lived over here, man. So I'm gonna say I remember I remember on the infamous by Mob Deep that, that they debut album. Nick, no, that's not that's their second album. Nick, them niggas was I remember Prodigy. I forgot what track it was, but he told a story where he was meeting some girl in Bed Stuy who thought who he thought he was setting was setting him up. And he said something about taking the G train because he lived in Queensbridge. They lived in Queensbridge. Queensbridge is where the G train starts. That first stop, you you get off there and you, you'll be near Queensbridge. Not near, near, but you'll be near it. So I already knew where he was talking about. Oh, what what that what path that train took. So I'm like, man, if you if if I, if I got prodigy. One of the most hardcore hip hop niggas telling the story about him taking a G train to Brooklyn on the same stops I'm talking about. I'm like, I know because that album came out, what, 95? I know 23 years ago, the G train was nothing to fuck with. Nothing to fuck with at all. You get what I'm saying? So to see how it is now, it was just like, wow, amazing. Anyways, I'm off that. So Currency dropped the di- uh, uh, joint album with Freddie Gibbs called Fetty. Very good album. It's completely produced by The Alchemist, another hi- another hip-hop legend. Good project. I really ain't not going to dissect it, like I said. Cause before, you know, like I said before, Currency is an underground dude. I don't really need to go into him. If, if you're a Currency fan, then you fuck with Currency, and you know what I'm talking about. But um, it's, like a, it's, it's a real low-key, lounge, jazzy kind of thing. Not completely, but... That's currency style. Is that low, 
you know, smooth shit. No, I don't know what pro- what Freddie Gibbs his shit normally is because I don't I don't listen to him. That's not my thing. I don't I don't I don't listen to him, so I don't know what his projects normally sound like. But um, yeah, this 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 currency felt like it felt like currency had more control over the project, and I'm glad he did because I wouldn't want to have listened to it if if, if, if I don't I wouldn't have wanted to listen to anything that didn't that didn't sound like currency because currency has a distinct sound. You know, he's from New Orleans. That's 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 music city, not really, but it is culture city down there, and he's known for having jazzy, loungy music. And I like I like Fetty. I like Fetty. Like I said, completely produced by the Alchemist. Um, you know, it's funny. I noticed that trend of like of joint projects is dying down. It's starting up again. It's starting up again, actually, but it's died down earlier this you know earlier this year. Um, cause I remember talking about that shit. Like, why is everybody doing a joint project? This shit is annoying as hell. Why everybody keep doing this? And it died down a little bit, but it kind of started up again. Cause Tori said he got one coming with Chris and he got one coming with Meek. And the, so the quote unquote Drake and Migos one, you got the Davies and Styles that just dropped. You got this one I'm talking about now. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of start up again, but now I feel like better. Artists that make more sense together are Drop Juice World and Future. A lot more artists that go together are making music. You get what I'm saying? The ones that was doing it last year, it just it didn't it didn't sound right. It didn't sound right. Like those can say connections that didn't make no sense. Just give an example, like Drake and Future. That only worked because they're both commercial commercially successful artists. They're the biggest artists in the game. That's why that project worked. Not because they made the sound work, even though they did. But it was more successful because they're both two of the most commercial, commercially successful artists we have right now. You get what I'm saying? It's like, yo, it, 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 yeah, that's why that worked. And all the other ones that didn't make sense didn't work. Like Big Sean and Metro Boomin. Why are you two, why are you two connecting? That was a terrible project. The only project I think that really worked was the Offset and 21 Savage one. That was a good project. They go together. That made sense. But it is what it is. So Currency and Freddie Gibbs, Fetty, that dropped last Wednesday. Go check that out. Moneybag Yo. Dropped his debut album called Reset last Friday as well. Everything I'm really talking about came out November 2nd. Um, Listen to it. He got two songs. Well, my favorite song on there is Chanel Junkie with Future. I like that track. I like that track. It's a cool album. You know, like I said, I've said before, Moneybag Yo is in that new wave of... He ain't even new no more, so I'm going to just stop saying it. He's in that wave of trap artists that's pushing that next sound. Of trap, you know, he's from Memphis. I like all the Memphis niggas, Yo Gotti, Young Dolph, you know, him. Those are the those are the those are the Memphis dudes right now that are putting on. Juicy J, of course, is still in the background doing his thing. Um, excuse, I don't know if y'all can hear, but there's a lot of shit going outside the window, a lot of fucking horn honking and alarms going off. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but excuse that if you do hear that. Um, 
so okay so he has a track with j cole on the album right now before the album dropped money bad yo went on twitter and he said so i got a, I got j cole on the album he's like i got the trap j cole on the album and i'm like what okay like and it's funny i seen a clip on instagram where kevin or kevin gates where money bag is like he's i guess he's being interviewed you know and he's like oh j cole hit no he said i hit up j cole i would see if he want to do a, uh, do a track and he was like, J. Cole said, yeah, like, I've been, I been, like, you one of my, you one of my guys, I listened to, I fuck with your last project, da 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 and I was like, okay, that's okay, I, I'm like, okay, that was, that's what's up, that's what's up, so he said he got to trap J. Cole on there, now the song comes out, it's mad short, shit ain't even three minutes long, um, J. Cole really didn't say anything, like he never does, he do, he did do an uppity flow, but my thing is this, before J. Cole got all woke and all that goofy shit, he was doing beats like that and tracks like that. You get what I'm saying? For Your Eyes Only only came out December 2016. That was a year and 11 months ago. You get what I'm saying? That shit, it ain't even been two years since he been on his woke bullshit. He been doing tracks like that. Remember, J. Cole been out since like 08, 09, right? He became commercially he he became commercial with like Friday Night Lights, which I believe was 2010. So you got 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, where J Cole was doing every he's doing every track, he's doing all types of music. You get what I'm saying? It was 2016 is when he started to do oh I'm woke, I'm conscious, you know. That's when I stopped fucking with him because I ain't like I don't like that type of I don't like that J Cole. I don't like that kind of J Cole. You get what I'm saying? If I want to hear that shit, I'm going to go listen to Common. I'm going to go listen to Most Def. I'm going to go listen to Talib Kweli. I want to go, you know, I like hip hop. I'm going to go, go listen to that from real hip hop niggas. I ain't going to go listen to that from a nigga who's trying to fuse that with rap. Because there is a, a difference between rap and hip hop. I'm going to go listen to, to The Roots if I want to hear that type of shit. You get what I'm saying? And I, don't, I just don't like it from J. Cole. So, yeah, J. Cole been doing that type of music. So, for him to say, oh, I got the trap, J. Cole, it's like... What? My nigga, what? He got tracks with Ross and Drake and French. He got she got tracks with them niggas. Lil Wayne. Niggas that niggas niggas don't even he, niggas that he probably won't even collaborate collaborate with collaborate with ever again. Or for the time being until this phase runs out, whenever that is. Cause I ain't eager to hear another project from that nigga. Not. Not at all. But it ain't about J. Cole. I'm just saying that money bag, he, he used a marketing tactic. That appealed to the J. Cole fans and appealed to the Trap fans. Oh, I got the Trap J. Cole. And then the song comes out. It's okay. It's okay. It's mad short. J. Cole rap mad short. It was okay. Like, it wasn't all that. You get what I'm saying? So, that's really it. It was a good album. Good debut album. Uh, Reset by Moneybag Yo. Uh, let me see what else I got on the list. The Last Rocket, Take Off. The second of the three Migos projects that has dropped so far. It's way better than Quavo's. It's the first thing I got to say. First thing I got to say. Way better than Quavo's project. Um, That's really it. The beats are way better. Way better. 
It's way more structured. There's less feature. The only feature on the project is Quavo. That's the funny part. That's the irony. Like niggas, uh, uh, niggas think you know. You know why Quavo did? Let me tell you why Quavo had all them future, all them features. You know why? Because he know on a track by himself, he's not that good. We've established this already. He has. He thrives on tracks with other niggas. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. So he knew what he was doing by putting all them features on that project. That shit was terrible. Now, uh, Takeoff, the the project has 12 tracks. You know, 38 minutes. Wasn't expecting that from Takeoff. Not at all. There's only one feature, and that's Quavo. I like, like, three songs, you know. I like the whole project, but it's like three songs that stand out. I like Soul Plane. I like Lead the Wave. I like Infatuation. I'm about to say Initiation. I like Last Memory. You know what I'm saying? It's way a cover art. I don't really like, though. It ain't. It could have been done a lot better. Didn't mean to press that. Um. Yeah. Way better than Quavo's. Way better than Quavo's. So I really hope... Like, Takeoff was rapping every track. Like, I hope Quavo take notes, like, next time. Because I know the masses killed Quavo. If you if you are on Twitter and you see, like, the night his shit came out or the next morning after it came out, it was trending. And it was trending not in a good way. It was trending in a very bad way. It was killing that nigga. Because that's how trash that album was. You get what I'm saying? That's how garbage it was. Shit was horrible. This takeoff album, it's not the best. It's not the best. But it's a lot better than that Quavo shit. Like I said, I could could say that. You get what I'm saying? So, um, which leads me into Offset's album, apparently. Apparently, on Twitter, he he put a date that said 12-14-18. So, safe to assume that's when the album is dropping. (coughs) Excuse me. It looks like they're doing every other month because Quavo is September. Take off. Oh, it's not every other month. I'm bugging out. Whoa. Bugging out. <laughs> but yeah. Um, 12, 14, 18. Safe to assume that that's uh, his next. That's the project. His solo project. Cardi B went on Twitter was like this album made her cry and intro made her cry twice or something like that. And I'm just like made you cry. And I'm thinking of Offset. I'm like. Unless unless the song was about you and like you're like about you personally, Cardi B, it's like that's I understand that would make you cry. But I'm not really expecting sentimental shit from Offset. That'll be dope if it is like if it's something different, that'll be dope. But I don't really I think she was kind of exaggerating when she said it made her cry. But we'll see it. People saying the Migos in terms of solo projects are 0 for 2. I'm saying they're 1 for 2 with takeoff. Oh, Quavo was a swing and a miss. Um, takeoff was on point, so they, I think they're one for two, and I think, I think Offset will be will make it two for three. I don't think it's gonna be one for three. You know, I don't think so. I don't think it's gonna be thirty three percent. I think it's gonna be fifty. It's, I think it's gonna be uh, whatever's after whatever's after the, whatever's two for three, because <laughs> I ain't got, I ain't that good with math. You get what I'm saying? So I think Offset's gonna give a solid product, being that he can rap. Being that the dudes he collabed with actually work with him. Like when he collabs with Travis, when he collabs with 21 Savage, Kodak, it works. It works. They have tracks together where it, it, it works. 
So if he picked the right features and the right beats, his album is going to work. Simple as that. It's going to work. So, yeah. That's December. December. Oh, well, actually, you know, it's not confirmed. We That's just the date that he threw up. So we don't know if it's December or not. Um, Some more projects have came out that November 2nd, but those are like the biggest ones. Um, Hood Favorite by Jay Critch. Jay Critch is not somebody I've spoken about before on here. I'm still not going to speak about him now. He has a track. His it's, this is his debut mixtape. He's dude from from I think he's from Brooklyn. Um, he has a track on here with French and Fabulous. So that's the only track I heard on the project. Not cause well yeah that is why because it has French and Fabulous, and it's a good beat produced by Harry Fraud. It's a real good beat. I like the song. I like Jay Critch's verse. I like all of their verses. It's a good song. You know I just I didn't go listen to the rest of the project because I'm not looking for Jay Critch. Um, Jay Critch is really not big enough to be on my radar, you know, and I'm not saying that like he's a nobody. I'm just saying that like he hasn't done anything for me to like, okay, let me go listen to Jay Critch. Like nothing. No, you don't see niggas told me talking about him. Shit like that. That's what it is. It's like, shout out to him. Keep doing your thing though. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Keep doing your thing. But I'm not going to listen to your shit just yet. Cause I'm not, I'm not really looking. I'm not really looking for you for what, for music that you're doing. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. Oh, the song is called Try It. I would have started the track. I would have started the podcast with that track if the Swiss beat shit wasn't a lot better. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good song. I like, like I said, I like that song. Uh, let me see. 21 Savage said, let me, let me, I got to go on Twitter for this. He said, he, he, he completely took back. The shit he said and made me speak about it like three, two weeks ago on the podcast. Let me tell y'all right now. I, w- I should have had this open already. I'm looking like a fool. Okay, so he tweeted three, three, three days ago. He tweeted 12-7-18, right? That was the date he tweeted, just like Offset. Tweeted a date, assuming that's when the album's coming, right? And it's a Friday, right? Now, if you remember a few weeks ago, I told you that. 21 did a he he released a like a like a guest date it was like one question mark question mark oh it was one question mark slash uh what was it slash it's one question mark slash question mark six slash 18 right so it was only out of the remaining fridays of the year because that's when music drops it was only two fridays that landed on a six date or 16th or 26th. Now, it switched to the 7th. You get what I'm saying? Switched to the 7th now. So you see how, you see how he did a... He, you see how he backtracked? You see how he backtracked and make everybody talk about... And I hate that shit. As somebody that delivers the news or keeps niggas informed and myself informed, you're wasting my time by me having to talk about the date that you initially pushed out. You get what I'm saying? Cause now it has to be like retracted, and so we so now we talk about your new date that you put up. You see what I'm saying? And so you're waste, I'm wasting my time talking about the other one, the first time it dropped. Now you change the date, and now we're wasting more time. You get what I'm saying? So, anyways, he's supposed to drop. Apparently, twelve seven eighteen is when the album's supposed to. Uh, we're safe to assume, just like with Offset, that that's when his album is dropping. So yeah. Um. 
Trippy Red. Oh no, before him, Metro Boomin dropped a project called "Not All Heroes Wear Capes." Not all heroes wear capes. And apparently on Twitter, people was like, yo, Metro, where you been at? You been missing action? Honestly, he has missing missing in action. He really has been missing in action for real. And I don't even like Metro Boomin. I think his beats are very repetitive. He has his moments where he does some crazy shit, but on a regular, his beats are really repetitive. So he drops a project called Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Collab with the same when I first saw the when I first saw the track list, it's the same niggas. It's Sway Lee, Travis, Kodak Black, Offset. It's the same niggas over and over again that these niggas keep collabing with. And it's it's weak. As much artists that there are in the in the rap game, why do y'all niggas keep collabing with the same people? And throughout, because I think, I want to say it's like a 13-track project. Travis is on like four songs. Sway is on like three songs. Offset is on like three songs. It's the same niggas throughout the whole project. And that's not even what I was talking about. I was talking about in general, how the same people will collab with the same people on multiple different tracks on multiple projects. You get what I'm saying? This one, he has the same niggas literally on the same project. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now because I don't want to sound like a fool. All right, here we go. Here we go, right? So... What the fuck is this? This nigga don't even got this shit in order. Not all heroes wear capes. It's a 13-track project. First one with Gucci, man. Second one with Travis Scott. That's the only song I like on that shit. That's a, that's a, that's a Travis, Travis Scott song. I like that one. I like how it transitioned into the next song with 21 Savage. That's a good song. That's a good transition. So the first song is Travis Scott. Second one is 21 Savage. No, that's the second track with Travis Scott. Third one, 21 Savage. And the fourth one is Sway Lee and Travis Scott. Fifth one is Gunna. Sixth one is 21 Savage. Seventh one is Travis Scott, Young Thug. Eighth one is Travis Scott. Ninth one is Young Thug. Tenth one is Sway Lee and Wizkid. Eleventh one is Wizkid and Offset. Twelfth one is Travis Scott, Kodak Black, and 21 Savage. And the last one is Offset and Drake, which that song came out a very long time ago. No, no complaint. So if you hear the, I'm saying the same names over and over again. So you got the same names over and over again, and all produced by the same person. The same, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're going to hear the same shit over and over again. I'm not impressed by this project. I'm not at all. I like one song, and that's Overdue with Travis Scott. Because it's Travis Scott completely singing over the whole shit, rapping over the whole shit. It sounds like a Travis Scott beat. You get what I'm saying? It don't even sound like Metro produced it. Maybe he had a hand in it. And I like the second track with 21 Savage. You get what I'm saying? Where he's like whispering, and then he starts rapping out loud. That, that one is cool. And I like No Complaints. I don't even really count that because that shit came out so long ago. It came out. That came out last year, probably. Did it? Whatever. I ain't impressed by this Metro Boomin shit. I don't know. (laughs) So. The new music coming. Trippy Red is dropping a love letter to you. November 9th. I think that's a love letter to you three. I'm like, what about that murder gang? That pussy nigga, shut up. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but that shit playing outside the window. I don't know. It must be a red light or something. But, um, yeah, Trippy Red dropping a uh, love letter to you three, November 9th, which is tomorrow. Um, And 6ix9ine announced another project for this year called 
Dummy Boy, November 23rd. Now, the only reason I mention them two, because I ain't going to talk about their beef, pause, because them niggas is both dweebs. But I like, personally, I like 6ix9ine music. He dropped the track with Bobby Shimerda, um, like, three weeks ago. Um, he just, he previewed some shit with Scott Storch and Tory Lanez on Instagram. That shit was sounding fire. I ain't even gonna lie. That beat was sounding fire, you know? So that's the re, that's the real reason I'm talking about the, the, his upcoming project. That's the real reason. You get what I'm saying? Cause that shit, well, I'm like, damn, this shit sound good. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, November 23rd, Takashi 69, dummy boy. Um, For some reason on Twitter, Funk Flex keep finding a way to talk about Drake. It's becoming it has become annoying a while ago because he does every chance he gets, he mentioned he has to mention Drake in some level. In some way, he has to connect the dots. So the what I remember from the one that caught my my eye recently was in a uh, Dave East and Styles P went on on Funk Flex, did freestyle, whatever, shit like that. And Funk Flex said something like, "Oh, if you don't write your music, you can't tell niggas what's the what's the what's the rules of battle rap, and you ain't qualified." And it's like obviously he's talking about Drake when he went on uh, LeBron James's show, and he said like, "There's certain rules when you battle, nigga. You don't say certain things." Blah blah. He's talking about Pusha T and shit. How Pusha T went overboard. About um, Drake's producer and his scoliosis, or whatever it is, multiple sclerosis. I don't know what it is, something like that. And Funk Flex goes off. You ain't qualified. You don't write your raps. La 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 la. And it's like that was like two weeks ago. And it's like that was number one. It's like you're still talking about shit that nobody's talking about no more. The niggas that's involved ain't talking about it no more. You still talking about it. You get what I'm saying? And that's why niggas... I remember saying this on Twitter. That's why niggas say that old niggas is old. And watch. Funk flexes. I think he's 50. If he ain't 50, he's 51. Maybe 52. You in your 50s. And you sitting here talking about rap beef that nobody talks about no more. And that's how they get to, and that's why the young niggas say the fat, the fat niggas. That's why the young niggas say the old niggas be hating. Because you still talking about some shit that nobody's talking about no more. Then on Twitter, he said something else like Tuesday. Today's Thursday. He said something like Tuesday about Drake not writing his raps. I'm like, you still talking about this shit, my nigga? Why are you going so, ever, no, look, 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 look. Funk. Flex has been saying shit about Drake for years now. Drake said he's not even going back to to, to Hot 97 ever to do nothing. You understand what I'm saying? Because of Flex. He's like, fire Flex and I'll come back. And at this point, it's like, my nigga, I agree with him. Because Funk Flex has been sending his shot. It's, Drake can't really say shit about Flex. Flex don't rap. He just DJs and hosts shit and do shit like that. You get what I'm saying? So it's like. All this nigga do has been, he's been throwing shots at the nigga constantly. And Drake never responds to none of them. Like, he shouldn't. But it's annoying, my nigga. Like, I'm annoyed. And I'm a young nigga. 
that likes old music. So I, I'm also cut from the cloth and from from the school of I want to hear lyricism and write your own lyrics and that type of shit. But we know Drake got help, but don't just don't discredit him and say, oh, he didn't. He doesn't write. He does write his lyrics. You I'm telling like my nigga, if you listen to Drake long enough, you know, when Drake wrote his shit, all his deep shit sounds the same. And this nigga still on Twitter and on his show talking about niggas don't write and blah, blah, blah. My nigga, you're still going like he was blowing my you're still going talking about a beef that nobody's talking about no more. The niggas involved ain't talking about no more. The consumers ain't talking about no more. And you still got to keep it alive because you a hater. I'm starting to believe old niggas is haters. I'm starting to believe that shit, my nigga. You you that nigga's old enough that he could be Drake's pops. And Drake is 32. <laughs> and Flex is old enough that he could be Drake's pops. And you still trying to somehow be argumentative at the age that you are. You shouldn't be still doing that, my nigga. Let the shit die. You keep talking about shit that niggas ain't talking about no more. It does not matter. Who cares? That beef was over in June. In June. And then they they kind of re they kind of redid it on the LeBron James show and pushed said what he had to do on the Joe Budden podcast. And it was dead again. It was dead again. Why are you still going? You're not even involved in the beef. And you're still going. That's the shit I don't get, my nigga. I don't understand that shit, my nigga. The niggas involved ain't even talking about it no more. But a nigga on the outside is still talking about it. Why? Because you want to stay relevant and you a hater. Because I don't listen to High 97, so I don't even like that nigga. You get what I'm saying? I don't listen to radio. I got my own library full of music. I got like 8,000 8, tracks in my iTunes. I don't I don't I don't need the radio. I don't need Pandora. I don't need Spotify, Apple Music Sound. I got my own shit that I make. So I don't know how that nigga's even still around. You get what I'm saying? I don't know how that nigga's still around because that nigga is a is a hater. A real hater, my nigga, for real. Nigga's annoying. He's really annoying for a nigga at that age to still be talking about this shit. For the last 3 4 I when this shit came out, 2015. That the the reference tracks with with, with Quentin Miller. That was, okay, I was twenty fifteen. So for three years, the niggas been sending shots at Drake on and off, on and off, and it'll be so random when you see his little rants on Twitter or Instagram. It be mad out the blue because this ain't the first time. This is the first time I'm talking about it. It's annoying, Flex. You got to stop. You too old for that. To still be talking about shit that niggas don't talk about no more. Don't nobody talk about how Drake don't write his raps. Who talks about that still? Who talks about that still? 2015 is when that allegation came out, right? The nigga has dropped what? Three albums since that? Three, not two. The nigga dropped three. Fuse, More Life, Scorpion. And you still talking about he don't write. How? When the nigga dropped three albums since that with all his content on it. Like, man, that nigga, he got he to gotta stop. He got to stop for real. For real, for real. He, he got to stop, my nigga. He got to stop because that shit is annoying. Truly annoying. Truly. I, 
I don't got no issue with Push. I don't got no issue with Drake. But the nigga, look, once again, the nigga who ain't even involved in the beef is who I got an issue with because he won't keep his mouth closed about shit that don't got nothing to do with him. I'm off that. So apparently T-Pain said some wild shit that blew my mind. Blew my mind. Um, I'll tell you right now. Oh, let me say this real quick. Anderson Pack, the dude I don't listen to. I don't listen to him at all. Uh, my, my man's Jones sent me some track by him featuring Kendrick Lamar off his new album. That was a good track. I might play that like next week. Um, He did a freestyle over Get Money by Biggie and Lil' Kim, and it was dope. I liked it a lot. I'm still not going to listen to him, though, because I don't like his style of music. I don't like his style of music at all, but he can rap. Matter of fact, I seen a video of him playing the drums at the concert. He playing the drums and singing. That was that's that's talent, my nigga. That's talent. You know why? If you try to do a beat on a table and try to rap the lyrics at the same time, that shit is very fucking hard. I know because I do beats on the table, or you know, I used to. And if you try to rap at the same time, it's really hard to do both because you got to focus on one. My man was playing the drums, very good at a high level and singing. At the same time, that shit was insane. That was amazing. I never seen nobody ever do that, but that was amazing. And the amount of breath control, the stamina, you like, yo, that shit was amazing. But anyway, I brought him up just to say, um, he did a freestyle of a biggie, get money, and that shit was dope. So, look at this shit. Great use of a link here, people. So T Pain apparently said that Aaliyah's death overhyped her legacy. Now, I might have a little bias because I love Aaliyah. You get what I'm saying? And I really took offense to that shit. I really took offense to that shit. Because Oh, I'm trying to read I'm trying to see if he responded to like that Yeah, okay, so he Okay, I figured Because I see What he said was What he said on Twitter was Y'all sat tripping off of somebody tweet from four years ago If you if you that late, just leave it alone The headlines serve this purpose And niggas don't read So I actually expect it by all means, let the anger out on me because it seems like y'all need an outlet. Okay, okay. So, because I, when I clicked the article, there was no article. It was just a link to nothing. It was a link to subscribe to that article's thing. Okay, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. So, I can't, I can't even, because I clicked the link to what the article was saying, and there was no article there. It was just... Nothing. It was like subscribe to our newsletter. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm 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 gonna leave that alone for now. I'm gonna leave that alone for now. He got a pass for now. Cause the shower's about to tear him up. Woo wee. Yeah, people are commenting and like, um. I tried to click the link for clarity, but found none. I think it's funny how people downplay 
Okay, he 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 ain't say what else he think he was gonna say. Mmm, he lucky. I was about to tear him in half. Now I don't know. I you know he sucks type shit, but I was about to break it down. Yeah, the the link. See, this is funny. The link don't even provide you with no information. It's just it's not even an article, bro. It's not even an article. It's just a, it's just a link to a poor website. Alright, I'm gonna leave that alone. On to the next shit. Um, election day passed. That was like Tuesday. <laughs> shout out to people. Shout out to the people that voted. Shout out to the people that didn't vote because both stances make sense. Um, me personally, I didn't vote. I never vote. Not because. Not because let me see. I I didn't vote because I'm not even registered. <laughs> I'm not registered because I'm just not interested, and I'm not one of the people that's like complaining. I'm not complaining either because this is not complaining. I'm just not interested. It's not my it's not my thing. I'm not into that. I'm not into politics. You know, I'm still gonna live my life how I live my life, no matter who's in office and who's in any office. It doesn't matter who's in office to me. Because at the end of the day, if he if that person is that bad, eventually he will either be impeached or assassinated. That's just life. We all know who is who is heading down the path of impeachment, but I'm not gonna get into that. I'm very I'm very keep very well keeping track of what's going on, but as far as like nah, I ain't that deep into that shit. You get what I'm saying? I'm not even registered, like I said. That's not something I've even been interested in. Of going and taking time out of my day to go. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. So like I, that's why I said, shout out to the people that voted. Shout out to the people that didn't. Because both stances on why you didn't vote make sense. Vote, you want to make change, blah, blah, blah. We got to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Then the other side is, you know, nothing's really different. It don't matter if I vote. They still going to put who they want, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. So my reason is I just, I'm not interested. That's all my reason. I don't have a re- I'm not going to be like, oh. It doesn't make a difference what I do or nah. I'm just not interested. I'm not taking time out of my day to go do that shit. I'm not doing that. Wait on a line. I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> never done that. Never probably never will do that. Um. So yeah. Shout out to y'all election day people. Um. On another note, I started watching a show on Netflix called The Chilling Sabrina. Uh, Chilling Sabrina. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Actually, Sprags put me on. Nigga, it caught my eye because on Facebook, he said something about, before you watch that show, you need to be prayed up. And I commented, I'm like, why do, Why would I have to pray to watch a TV series? It's like, it's a lot of wickedness, a lot of witchcraft on that show. And I'm like, okay. I'm watching the show, and, 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 and it starts out really deep, really dark. It's a very dark. Pretty much, it's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. People are familiar with her. But it's more, you know, she's still a teenage girl. still a little kid. But it's more dark. It's more chance. It's more witchcraft. It's more wizardry. It's more satanic stuff. So in this show, they worship Satan. I don't know if they worship Satan in the, la- in, the in the one with Melissa Joan Hart. I don't know if they did that. In this one, they worship Satan. They attend. They attend a satanic church. They are a part of a satanic cult. They go to. They study at a satanic school. It's really satanic. Everything is satanic, my nigga. Everything. The whole thing is satanic and witchcraft and all that shit. 
it's, 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 it's crazy. It's really dark. It's really dark, but it's a really good show. I watched it's 10 episodes on Netflix. It just debuted on the 26th of October, and I finished it the week. Oh, last week. I finished it last week. I finished it in two days, three days. And it's a good show. It's a good show. It starts out dark. It starts out dark, then it gets all boring in the middle, and then it gets good again at the end of the season. So, and that's it's another thing, man. So, oh yeah, go 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 check that out. Go check that out. It's a good show. Like it shows you, it shows you a lot of dark stuff. Like if you're gonna watch it, and you get if you scare easily, yeah, don't watch it in the dark. Don't watch it at night. Watch that shit in the daytime with people around. Because <laughs> it's a dark show. It's a dark show. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's real mature, even though the the star, because the star of the show, she's 20, but she plays, you know, she plays 16-year-old. So even though, because it's, it's not aimed at kids, even though it's a teen, you know, it's not aimed at kids. It's very dark, dark, supernatural horror type shit. A lot of blood, a lot of gore. Some nudity. A lot. It's it's a gay dude in there. They kiss and shit. It's all types of mature audience type shit. So, yeah. Um, and it's another thing with these digital platform series. They it's they you you, have, you have, that binging shit is cool, but when you binge in a week and you have, you gonna have to wait another year, and that's why I don't like sh- uh, shows like that. I don't like shows like that. I like, you know, when HBO with Game of Thrones and with Westworld, they drop an episode every week. Even And even that is kind of a stretch because even if you wait till the season's over, they're going to put them all at the same time anyway. You could binge them anyway. But to put everything on one shot on one day and then you binge for like three, four days, then you got to wait another year. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. I don't like that shit. I did it with Westworld. I did it with the first two seasons. Now I got to wait till next year because the second season just ended in June. So that's definitely a next year wait. I did it with Ozark on Netflix. That's that's not till next year. And I did it with some Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Who knows when that shit's going to drop? That's not till next October, I guess, because they waited till Halloween because what it was, the first episode of the show was her turning 16 on Halloween. So it made sense to drop it around Halloween in real life. So who knows when the next season is coming? You get what I'm saying? I don't like I don't like that binging shit. I really don't. I really don't. It's just like I said, like I said, it's just too long of a wait. It's too long of a wait. Um, I started watching another show called Bodyguard on Netflix. BBC series, which is the uh, English. It's like an English network. Um, It's about a bodyguard, obviously. He protecting some some lady, some high ranking official in the government, and it's only six episodes though. I don't know if I don't know if this just is a mini series, or it's gonna be a second season. Which it doesn't at, at the way the way it ended, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be a second season. It really was. It, I don't like what else would it be, unless you start a whole. You'd have to start a whole new story with the same people, because the story ends. Like this is one of those shows where the story actually ends. The story's over. <laughs> So I don't know if there's going to be a second season or not, but it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a solid show. It's six episodes. They're mad long. Each episode is like fifty nine minutes. They're mad long. So I watched. Let me. See, I started watching it yesterday afternoon, and I finished it this morning at like four thirty in the morning. So, well, no, I'm saying it wrong. I started it yesterday afternoon, and then I stopped watching it, and then I continued at night. 
and then I finished it this morning. That's how it happened. Not that I watched it straight in it, no. But it's only six episodes. Like I said, it's real. It's 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 solid. It's a good show. It keeps you on your toes at first, and then after a while, it kind of gets predictable, like most shows. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel, my favorite, one of my favorite shows. I spoke about like four weeks ago. No, I spoke about that like two months ago. Um, they said the second season will be coming December fifth. I told everybody that I, everybody that I, I told about, I still think you should get Amazon if you haven't gotten it yet. That show is really good, really funny. Um, December fifth is when that was when 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 it'll be dropping. So, I'm not gonna stay on that too long. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got. You know, I'm a throwback music head like always. Uh, this is sounds of blackness, blackness. optimistic, because it's all about being optimistic in the world, staying positive, keep your head up, keep moving. Um, podcast about Nathan, episode 51, episode 52, whenever that comes. It's your boy 88, man, I'm out of here.
Your boy things Greg C's from Sounds of Vibes Radio. What they do? It's your boy Rondo. Hey, this is Jenny from JA Photography. It's your boy some for Don, some for Dulles. Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy City. I wanna give a shout out to my man 88. And you're now locked in. And you're listening to the podcast. And y'all tuned in. And you're now tuned in. The podcast about Nathan. To the podcast about Nathan with the homie 88 Coops. You heard? One and only 88. With your boy 88 Coops. You know what I mean? It's yours truly 88. Another episode in the books. Stay tuned for the next one. It's a movement. You got to get in tune with you. You under dig? You under dig?